What's up, guys? Welcome to the Humans of MarTech podcast. His name is John Taylor. My name is Phil Gamash. Our mission is to future-proof the humans behind the tech so you can have a successful and happy career in marketing. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Top MarTech Prospects, where we feature a recent marketing grad or a current student and answer some of their most pressing questions about the world of MarTech or how to be happy in their future marketing careers. Today's top prospect is Milan Fatorik, based in Ottawa, and you studied at the University of Ottawa, correct? That is correct, yes, I did. Sweet. So why don't you uh, tell your folks a little bit, like, how did you hear the podcast? What did you study? Um, just, yeah, the, the floor is yours for a little bit. Sure. So I, I heard about the podcast actually uh, through some past people that you've had on. Um, I'm fairly familiar with uh, Jonathan Simon's work as well. And uh, a co- ex-colleague of mine that uh, you actually had on the podcast as well, Nick Donaldson. Oh, cool. um, I used to work with him at, uh, at, at my previous job. And so I uh, just graduated from marketing at Tuffer Health- School of Management at the University of Ottawa in December of 2019. Um, and since then, I've basically been working in digital marketing space, content marketing, um, just trying to dip my toe in the water, figure out what I like and what I don't like, um, and just trying to get, get, get that experience um, under my belt uh, in the marketing world. Talk about like uh, landing your, your first job. Like what, what was your, your process? Like what did you go through? Sure. So I guess uh, my first real job um, was a, actually an internship uh, during the summer at Canada Post. And that was a little bit of a, that sort of opened the door as to what the marketing world is like and how you, how effort, it showed me that effort goes a long way. Following Canada Post, a month later, I landed a job at a Solace. I was there for the, for for an entire year. It was really, really great working there. And then just recently I I started working at an organization called Work Tango um, based in Toronto. It's a, another SaaS company, but this is but my role is more aligned to um, the sales enablement and content marketing side. Interesting. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we've got a lot. We got more than a few connections over to the Solus crew, so it's a it's a fantastic marketing team over there. Uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely a team of all stars uh, over at, at Team Solus. So, yeah, good. That was that's an awesome that's an awesome journey, and congrats on uh, on the journey and, and putting the hustle in. Um, I think you you're gonna go a long way if you continue this work ethic. It's it's something that differentiates folks for sure. Yeah, applaud the hustle for sure. You mentioned uh, like you you're kind of into lead gen. You you mentioned that that's a bit more of your your jam and, and content marketing. For folks that are kind of like this this early in in their journey, and I was I was there too. Like I I didn't really know like exactly like that I wanted to go in, in lead gen or content. So talk about that a little bit. Like how how did you come up with that um, hypothesis? I guess uh, if you will. Yeah, I guess so. Um, during my time at at the University of Ottawa, um, it gave me a really high level holistic view of what is included in marketing but it didn't really drill down into actually what i was interested in was which was digital i i knew that i wanted to be in digital because i wanted to sort of future proof my career if for people that are just starting out the best way to go about figuring stuff out is to have a hypothesis similar to what i had and then go out and try things it's the only way that you're going to be able to figure out what you like and what you don't like and for me, it was basically about addressing two questions. Number one, what am I interested in? What am I interested in? And number two, what am I good at? And I think mm-hmm. if you can answer both those questions and you can balance those two, I think you're better positioned than most people out there to to be able to, you know, make make career decisions or or, or make the next mm-hmm. move. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, dropping some some serious wisdom here. I think that's our job. But uh, good, <laughs> this is some this is great wisdom. Yeah, this is awesome stuff. So, yeah, that perspective is so valuable for students. So thank you for sharing that. 
I love how you like any you you didn't just stick in like the same type of company like you said Canada Post like you got a taste of like the enterprise world like how you probably worked in like a big department and like that department alone was probably bigger than like the the whole team at Solus and Solus is like a bit more of a tight knit crew but still like a, a lot of like exciting things happening so you got a taste of like uh, two different worlds and now at Work Tango like I'm uh, I've heard of the name but I don't know how how big those guys are so definitely applaud you for uh, for kind of getting out there and, and, and trying different things. I think that's, that's totally the the best way of, uh, figuring out, like you mentioned, like all the different T shapes that you can dive into. So I love, I love it. Um, you, uh, we're, we're kind of on that, that train of thought right now. So you, um, you were part of this, this contest, you, you submitted some, some pretty badass questions. Uh, why don't you read off the questions to, to the listeners that you, uh, that we ended up picking? Sure. What are the top three things that you would tell every marketing student or recent grad to stop doing? I love it. I see a lot of articles about like, what, what are the top thing things that you should be doing? Uh, and John's going to counter, counter my point with, with some of those shoulds. Uh, but I'll, uh, I'll start us off with, with some of the, the things that you should stop doing. Something that um, I tell a lot of my students is to not chase a salary early in their careers. So a lot of folks like are trying to figuring out uh, when they're getting into university, what they want to do for a living. And they look at like the average salaries on like um, different websites for, for some of these like job titles and, and marketing and whatever. And Right, right off the bat, like people have this idea that like they have to make an X amount of number per year and like that's that's their goal. And I think that like it's way too early uh, to, to care about a salary when you're kind of starting off in, in marketing. And I think that like one thing that's really helped me progress in my career is chasing problems, like interesting problems and working with companies that you find interesting. And like as you're solving these problems and like picking up new skills, like eventually the money will just naturally follow you uh, as opposed to like focusing on chasing the salary right off the bat you might be turning down like volunteering gigs or like freelance gigs on the side that like could have carved like a different path for you so um that's that's one of my uh my first I, I would add in there the titles like all of this is the drapings of of um yeah it just takes you off off your main path I totally agree. The idea of chasing a salary, all these trappings of the job, you know, I'm going to be head of this or manager of that or director of that is not actually all that productive. And I will say like, if you're at the beginning of your career, it's important to know that probably around the five to seven year mark, things get just a whole lot easier for you as a marketer. Like you hit this transition point and pretty much everybody I know at that kind of intermediate to senior level hits this like sweet spot in their career where then then it becomes more of a where do I really want to work right especially if you've you've developed the skills you've paid your dues um, so know that there's a future where this thing it does turn the corner and the money does does get better for sure I like it. Uh, the second one I have is about freelancing. I think uh, a lot of folks that are getting into marketing have this idea that they want to be a freelancer from day one. And um, it's, it's, it's worked well for some folks, but it's a risky proposition. And I'm always on the side of advising folks to get a full-time job in-house or in an agency and like work through the ranks a little bit and like work for two, three years, minimum like three years in the real world and see what it's like in-house or like in an agency and pick up, like you said, like what you're doing a little bit in Milan, like try, try a bunch of different things, right? Like different types of companies, different specialties, whatever. So you get a sense of what you want to specialize later on if, if that's the path that um, you want to take. 
But a lot of folks, instead of going through that route, decide like, I want to be a freelancer from day one. And they graduate and they label themselves on LinkedIn as an expert in social media or an expert in paid ads attribution. And they don't really have a strong network yet because they haven't worked in the field and they don't have the credibility that they would have if they had spent like five years building that network and like actually doing stuff in, in the field itself. So my advice is always like, if there's nothing wrong with doing freelancing on the side, like moonlighting, picking up skills and trying new tools. But like early in your career, like find a good agency to join or find a good company to like join a marketing team, get your feet wet and like build credibility internally, build a network. And then like one day the freelance route becomes an option. I see too many students like graduating and they're like experts in marketing and come on, let's go like hire me. Uh, I've never worked in tech, but like I'm an expert tech marketer. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And I, I, with that, I would also say, I saw this on, on uh, social media and I thought it was a good post from somebody who's a bit of a sarcastic expert, but he's, he's, he's super legit. And basically he said, you know, you expect a half an hour of work and you, you don't appreciate the 10 years of ex expertise built to get that half an hour of work uh, done. Right. And I think that's, there's a, there's a cliff here as well. The same, same with your salary. Where sometimes like people in the organization will start referring to you as an expert, and even if you're uncomfortable with that, like that's the point when you can start to realize, okay, maybe there is something legitimate here. Mm -hmm. uh, my last one, uh, I'll end on on this one. Um, so my last advice for entry level marketers is to stop relying on job boards as the main vehicle for finding jobs. Uh, I think that like investing early on in a network and like we mentioned in, in my last point and like just having coffees with folks, like just talking about like what you're doing, asking people for advice, whatever, like just meeting new people and kind of like getting your network going is a much more interesting way than just like surfing uh, job board sites. Like you're, you're going to find opportunities there. And like most, most companies like still use a job board if they haven't found someone internally, but like there's so many roles that never reach a job board. And a lot of those roles are just kind of like internal movements or uh, backdoor referrals behind the scenes. So like a lot of those really, really good jobs at cool companies come more with you having a network and like having talked to someone and told that person that you may be thinking of changing gears a little bit. And that person is going to be like your backdoor referral into like another company or whatever. If you're, if you're serious about like, um, getting some cool jobs, like follow those companies on LinkedIn, uh, follow those, those like potential marketing managers that you would work for on those teams, like, like their stuff, comment on their stuff. And like, you'll get to know on LinkedIn, like when they share a job posting on their team, uh, I find that a, a much better way of, of getting a good job than just uh, scrolling job boards. I just heard the tears of a thousand introverts drop on the ground because <laughs> this is so uncomfortable if you're an introvert as well. So, so uh, I'll, I'm, I'll actually counter that man, because yeah. I am, I'm an introvert at yeah. heart. Um, and yeah. I know you'll disagree, John, maybe a bit more on the extrovert scale than, than you, yeah. but like, I, I also get very nervous about like asking yeah. people for coffee and it's less about like reaching out to someone and asking for coffee, but it's like, uh, okay. Like Milan worked at Solus. Like there's a couple of really cool marketers at Solus. Like, 
like even though he's not there anymore he can still reach out to them have a coffee with chris wolski chris wolski could introduce him to phil gamash who works at clothes and then phil gamash introduces him to blah 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 like that that network never ends and it's it doesn't have to be a big scary thing and like in in covid world right now like you can do that shit remotely man like from your house you don't have to like go to a coffee shop and like only network with people that are in your city so but yeah, else I cut you off there. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. This is a classic Phil Phil John uh, dichotomy. I, you know what? Like the uh, idea of introverts. Um, uh, somebody put it really nicely to me: is is does how much energy does it cost to to do these types of social interactions? And that's a good way to look at some of these things. I think you unpack something that's really valuable for our listeners as well. Again, those introverts who are cringing right now, um, thinking, "How do I do this?" you don't have to proactively go out and headhunt people to be in your network, but it's important to maintain relationships. Right. And looking at it that way, like Phil, I know, I know how you network, like your network is based on relationships, genuine, authentic relationships that have been built up over time. And I'm, I'm the same way. Um, You just want to stay in touch and things happen that way. So if you're introverted like myself and this is uncomfortable, this is it. I I agree, Phil, you got to live on the edge of your comfort zone, but being, being pragmatic and being true to yourself is, is also really important. I'm funny you say that because I'm also very, very introverted, but I've made it a, one of my new year's resolutions is to network with two new people every month. doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like a huge goal, but it's something to, you know, incrementally build my network. And then as those calls progress, I become more and more comfortable with talking to people. And at the end of the day, I think it's coming from an organic place of where if you're reaching out to people immediately asking for a job opportunity, you want something from them. I don't think it's going to get you very far, but if you come out with, if you come from a, place of authenticity and just you know wanting to build a network wanting to learn wanting to chat then mm-hmm. i think you'll have a lot more success than, than if you just go for the sales pitch right away yeah, yeah i love totally. that new year's goal man you mm-hmm. you've already knocked it out of the park for february you're just uh, networking with two two new people right now exactly i'm stoked <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i'll my I'll, I'll bookend this by saying this is advice that i've received throughout my career and that i've i've been really terrible at act upon acting on so um for everybody <laughs> listening don't, done. don't be don't be me i'm 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 brutal at the networking and reaching out thing ask my mom i never returned text sorry mom <laughs> john what should entry-level marketers stop doing or what do you think entry-level marketers should start doing that they're not doing yeah yeah, I always like to do the opposite of what's been asked of me. Um, so I did three things that we should marketers should start doing. And I actually think a lot of it just touches upon what we've already discussed. So maybe we'll go through them fairly quickly. Number one is do the work. Um, you got to do the work. You're going to be asked to do things in marketing that are going to seem very menial. Um, I've had interns go through, you know, massive websites and update meta tags and description tags and update headings and reorg content. And it is a slog and you could be weeks on some of these projects. Um, And, you know, you have to do that stuff. You have to, you have to do the work to, in order to understand the work. And I think so many people look, come into marketing and think I'm going to manage people. Well, go listen to our first episode. And and I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to, you're probably not going to be as happy as you think managing people. And if that's your first inclination in your career, it's probably people being managed by you aren't going to be happy either. So do the work, understand what, what, what's going on. You're doing all of this, Milan, like you, yeah, earn your spot. And out of this comes a sense of this expertise, the confidence of I can handle this, right? And people pick up on, on and notice this. The, the one kind of subtle piece of advice building off of on our, on our network conversation, networking also happens within an organization. One of the fatal flaws of so many marketers I've known in the past is 
they don't know how to promote their own work internally, right? They create work and everybody wonders what this person does on a day-to-day -day basis. Your man direct manager might be like, you're awesome. But what is about the VP of sales or the director of success or CEO? If you're not at least communicating some of the value of the work that you do internally, like you're, you're not going to build up that expertise. Now you don't want to be going out for, for what one of my favorite people calls participation awards. Like you got to know when you're adding value to the organization. But I think, I think you need to know what your story is and communicate that internally, do the work, you know, don't complain about the work, even if it's crap. Um, but also show up and, and, and ca capture your receipts. So there's a, there's a start early on too. Like you, you don't know if the work is, is crap or not. Like you could be tasked with like doing some really deep SEO work that might seem manual, but like at the end of the day, like maybe that is the entry level trigger into you becoming an SEO expert and you still love doing that stuff. Right. So like mm -hmm. it, it, I love the advice. Like it's, uh, it's less about like having these preconceived notions when you join a marketing job and just be mm -hmm. completely open to rolling up your sleeves and like helping other folks, mm -hmm. like less about like, Hey, I'm joining a marketing team and I want to work on this because I want to learn this. Like, no, 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 none of that shit. Like you're joining a marketing team. You're an entry level person. You should be doing things like, Hey, um, marketing manager or CMO, like what is missing in your day to day right now? What's broken? What are the problems? What is keeping you up at night? Like what type of shit could I be learning on the weekends to maybe, maybe not learning on the weekends, but like what type of stuff can I do to like double down and, and help the team? So like, um, yeah. I love that advice. Yeah. You want to be a killer employee in a company, manage up, manage your manager, treat them like, like they report to you. Um, but also if you want to do blog writing, write a blog and then bring something fully formed already. Hey, I want to write more. Cool. I wrote a blog. Awesome. Let's taste it. Let's test it. Hey, I'd like to test it. See if it works, you know? So, so take the work out of, out of it for your managers as well. And you'll go, you'll go really far. Uh, number, number two for me, and this is something that I wish I started years and years ago is start a blog or some small side hustle. Uh, that you can use as a playground doesn't need to generate money doesn't need to be a business doesn't need to be you know front and center in your life you know i've mentioned it a few times we got a buddy who started up his own you know hockey twitter channel and i think like if he walked into into an interview and showed that out you would be like whoa this is so cool right he's invested in his hobby um and this is the start is the opposite of the stop which is stop trying to be an influencer right out of the gate like i think this is, I had a rant a little recently about this on one of our, our upcoming episodes or, and it was just like, you know, this pressure that comes out of school that you go onto social media and everybody's out there throwing their stuff out there into social and thinking, you know, how do I build my reputation? And if I don't get my name out there, if I going to fail in, in marketing, spoiler alert, no, if you do the work, you won't fail because there's lots of great people out there that you've worked with. I've worked with that aren't on social media every single minute trying to do this. So don't put these artificial expectations, but, but do, do something interesting that you can have your own playground. So spin up, you know, your own website, your own blog, make it a hobby thing, make it fun. Don't put your pressure on yourself to do it every day, but build it over time. Yeah. It, there's, there's no shortage of, uh, of spots that you can go to help like volunteering. If you don't have any ideas for, for side hustles that you want to create, you probably have someone in your family or like a friend that is an entrepreneur and they started their own business and they could probably use some, some help on, on their website, on, on some, some SEO or whatever. Like there, there are definitely easy ways to, to find um, more, more side hustles if you're, you're looking for, but yeah, I love that, John. 
Okay. And then the last one, uh, the start stop pair might fly a little, we might have a bit more controversy, but start going to meetups and other professional gatherings. Okay. So this is something that I, I've done a lot of in my career. Um, and I find it helps me as an introvert, get out there, you know, you're, you're learning, you're in a constructive environment, you're among a bunch of like-minded people. You're not out there with some kind of agenda, except for to learn everybody else is in that, in that headspace. So genuine conversations start to happen. I've met some great connections there, connections, uh, who've become, you know, mainstakes of my network. Um, and this is in the opposition of stop hounding senior marketers on LinkedIn to be your mentor. I mean, uh, there's not a senior marketer that I don't know who doesn't want to help people be mentors, but we're all swamped as well. Um, so having your inbox, you know, hey, you know, and unfortunately there's the S word out there and that's student. And there's no word that's that's more difficult for people to get past than, than student. Uh, and you see it on like the marketing subreddit. I wish it was a better subreddit because it's all... It's, it's so many student questions, right? And nobody really wants to touch those, those types of questions. Um, so you don't worry so much about generating these one-to-one -one mentorship relationships. Like they, they will come organically and like formally asking somebody to be a mentor at some point in your career will make sense um, or it'll just happen uh, on its own. Um, one of the books that I read early on in my career, which like just totally changed the game for me is Robert Greene's mastery book. Um, and in it, he talks a lot about the idea of mentorship and having a direct mentor is like having, you know, like in Super Mario, when you find a warp tunnel and you get to skip four levels, like that's, that's totally what having a mentor is like, but you don't have to be one-to-one. -one. It can be somebody that you follow. Influencers are legit. You can follow a good, like I followed Rand Fishkin, Andy Cressadina, Michael King, a lot of great guys who are like advancing the space. And I don't need to talk to them one-to-one -to, -one to, to, get value out of that mentorship relationship right obviously it's nice to have somebody one-to-one -one that you can kind of point at your work and say does this work or does not work um, and that can come in other forms too maybe hire on a consultant and you can you know develop a relationship with a consultant i've had this happen early in my career with uh pierce eugene walla who who ran an agency revenue pulse in, in town and also runs a super successful uh uh, software company in town called Knack. And he was a mentor for me on the marketing operation space. And it was an awesome opportunity through this consulting arrangement. So, you know, there's lots of ways to get mentorship in your career. Um, but certainly the start for everybody is go to these meetups. And I think a lot of students are good at that because there's lots of free food and beer there. So yeah, that's a joke, <laughs> but there's sure. always a good reason to go. Free beer, free pizza, come to our meetup. Yeah, it's uh, I, I haven't seen as much uh, during the the COVID like pandemic. Obviously, like the, the in person meetups are are kind of dead, but they're uh, like Meetup.com has uh, a really cool directory of of meetups. You can like filter by by location, um, but like some of them right now are still being held uh, virtually. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's like a lot of cool tech here, like uh. Yeah, so some of the folks here are probably familiar with uh, some of the new social networks like Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse is like looking to disrupt this kind of like in-person meeting uh, meetup space uh, and like removes the boundaries of, of cities there. Like some crazy names have been on, on Clubhouse and just doing these like uh, little type of meetup presentations that you like talk about a topic or whatever. And it's like a social, social audio app where you don't have to like show your face or anything, but you can log in and listen in uh, on the conversation like Mark Zuckerberg 
Zuckerberg was on there, um, like right after the the Robin Hood shenanigans, like they they had the the founder on there. So like it, uh, there's there's a lot of different ways, like with uh, like meetups in person not being uh, super available right now. There's just a lot of cool tech disrupting that space. Yeah, awesome. Cool, man. These were uh, awesome questions. Uh, we're going to recap all, all six of these and, and, and share these out. Um, but why don't you uh, share with the folks if you have any side hustles or anything you want to plug right now, uh, floor is yours. Thanks. I mean, you know, feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. It's uh, my first name is Milan, just like the city, M-I-L-A-N, last name is Vitoric. Um, and that's a, that's about it. That's, that's sort of my presence on that. I'm actually working on a, um, a site for myself where I've been posting uh, blog posts and pictures, just a personal branding site. Um, so that will be launching later this year. But for right now, during quarantine, uh, my side hustle has actually been flipping furniture. Um, cool. I've found furniture on uh, Facebook Marketplace. There's, a, another, there's another app called um free recycle or something like that and it's just only they only post free stuff so pgt facebook marketplace um it's typically been chairs so um i've got some light sanders and stuff like that here at home so just been you know fixing those up and 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 been selling them and i've been doing pretty well it's been i've had uh, three flips already um since december of of 2020 so it's been good and it's it's a nice change from um working at a desk all day and, and, you know, being, being online, it's nice being able to, to work with my hands and, and, you know, see the, pro- see the physical progress of, you know, really out of date chair moving to something a little bit more, uh, nice. a little more uh, modern. That's super cool. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Very cool. I didn't even know that was a thing where people flipped uh, furniture, uh, like flipping, <laughs> flipping homes, but like in, on a micro level and you can probably flip a lot more shit than uh, by the time someone <laughs> takes to flip a whole house. Super cool, man. I love it. Love That's the hustle. Awesome. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Thanks a lot for uh, submitting your questions and uh, being on the show, man. Really yeah, uh, like meeting our listeners and we'll hope uh, you'll keep listening to the show and uh, refer us to, to new friends that are really early in, in marketing. So thanks a lot, man. Thanks for being on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys.